slim. This is starting to become a habit. Fridays, I love Fridays. As I've told people before, my favorite day of the week, baby. Sports Machine with Slim here, WKXL Radio, making moves, New Hampshire Sports Talk Radio. And on Fridays, I love to talk football, preview the weekend. Everybody is watching football, especially this weekend. It's going to be absolutely nutso, kicked off by, or kicked off by a couple of Saturday games. Patriots play Christmas Eve at Denver. I'm flip-flopping a little bit. Originally, I, th- I was thinking they're going to get totally smoked, just like this is the capitulation game. In fact, yesterday, I taped a one-hour segment that will be replayed on Christmas Day on this show between 10 and 11, as normal. So Monday, there will be an episode of The Sports Machine with Slim. You and your family can snuggle around the Christmas tree and the fire and treat yourself to some first-class Next Generation Sports Talk Radio. As I said, the NFL this weekend is going to be not so kicked off those couple of Saturday games, but to finish it up, Monday night, Christmas Day, San Francisco hosting Baltimore in a game that everybody, fantasy football players, betters, regular people, Santa, the Grinches, Everybody wants to watch this football game. We're going to preview that a little bit coming up. How I'm going to start the show today, though, is just with the preview of what you can expect to hear over the next hour. There will be, as promised, an updated top 10 fans of the show list coming to you live and direct. That'll probably come in the last 10 minutes of the show. I'm still in the lab with a pen and a pad scribbling down making adjustments, who's going to move in the top seed, who's going to be number 10, how's this all going to play out, I will reveal that list later in the show. But for now, I want to address two very, very important topics that were brought to my attention, really, through conversations last night. It's brought to my reminder that last Friday, the number one fan of the show for this week, Chris, called in made a comment about Caitlin Clark and her ability to score against me if I were to defend her in a game. Nowadays, I said, she could get 50 on me now. I'm 49 years old, neck surgery. Really haven't run in months. (laughs) Not for an extended amount of time. I'm still in decent shape. But she would run me into the ground. Yes, yeah, she would get 50 on me in a game. I can, I can say that. I am grounded in reality enough. He said she would score 50 against me in the first half. Absolutely no way. I'm going to stay true to my claim from last Friday. Believe me, a number of shots, I would swat her shots right into the stands. Third row of the stands. No question about it. Simply because I am a hard-schooled defensive wizard. I know footwork in and out. It's natural to me, and I've got the size advantage on her. Being 6'3 would help. I just won't let her shoot threes. Same as if I was coaching the Boston Celtics, as I said the other day. Do not help off of the three-point shooters. It's very simple. Everybody's doing it, playing help defense, crashing into the lane. Do not do that. It's a horrible mistake. And I'm waiting for the day Joe Mazzula tunes in to the sports machine with Slim on WKXL Radio and goes... Oh, 
and the light bulb goes off above his head. Wait a minute. Maybe we shouldn't be helping off the world's best three-point shooters, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, etc. Etc. <laughs> Let them have two pointers. Caitlin Clark, to score 50 against me in a game, you're going to have to shoot twos, baby. You are not going to be scoring threes on me all day. I won't leave you. Okay, they'll set picks on me. Yes, I will roll over the top of the picks. When she rises up to shoot, I will come behind her and I will swat her shot. How did I get back on that topic from last week? Well, last night, we brought up a topic amongst a group of friends, some I know better than others. What would happen if Elon Musk were to engage in a physical battle against Mark Zuckerberg, as was discussed on the Twitter-verse, in the Twitter-verse, on Facebook, wherever the heck they were talking back and forth. I know Elon was definitely using Twitter. <laughs> but they were going to fight. For real. And Zuckerberg thought he was definitely going to win. And I'm here to say, no way. Elon Musk was going to slam that guy. He's way huge. He's going to slam the guy. And somebody last night shows a picture of Elon Musk with this shirt off. You've probably seen it if you followed any of the back and forth between these two guys. And he's like, look at this guy. He doesn't look like he's a physical specimen. When you're that big, it makes a difference. Elon's, if Elon gets on top of Zuckerberg, it's nighty-night. Nighty-night. Zuckerberg is not, I don't care what forms of Tai Chi or whatever thing, self-defense classes he's going to. Elon Musk is going to smash that guy, and I hope it happens. I'm here for it, and I'm going to tell you what. If that fight ever does come to happen, I am going to, as host of The Sports Machine with Slim, find a local business that may be able to offer pay-per-view opportunities and options to their customers and where you could potentially uh, imbibe some alcohol. I'm going to rent out the whole place and tell our listeners to come. Let's go. You don't need to pay the $150 fee. We're going to pay the couple thousand or whatever it's going to cost to air it at one of these facilities. Let's go and have a good time and watch Elon kick some Mark Zuckerberg tail. I want to see it. You want to see it. We need to make it happen. Both of them got injured, though, after they said they were going to fight. So maybe it's not going to be as great a fight as I, I think it would. It might be over in 10, 20 seconds. Uh, whatever. As long as Elon wins. Because I'm going to be putting some money down on that. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to be going down to the neighborhood gambling facility. I'm going to be putting some money down on Elon and rooting for real. I'm rooting for each one of you out there. Just so you know. And, and people that want to call today, you absolutely can. The Sports Machine with Slim. We come live Every weekday, 10 to 11, and we take callers. Do you have to live in New Hampshire to call? No. In fact, McBFQ, one of our most loyal listeners and potentially, <clears throat> pardon me, potentially in the running for the number one fan of the show for this week. Just putting that out there. He doesn't live in New Hampshire. He lives in Massachusetts. We can, we can come at people all across the world, baby. You can hear us all on WKXL via nhtalkradio.com. The people that have followed this from the beginning, which was only three weeks ago, know that we are, I mean, unknown to a large segment of the New Hampshire population. People don't even know that there's a sports talk radio show in New Hampshire. I'm here to ask you, I'm going to do my best every single day to try and deliver sports talk, and I know I haven't done enough sports talk yet today, but we're going to get to that. 
But if you, I could ask everybody, please, if you know some people that listen to Sports Talk, if you're active on social media, if please, if you wouldn't mind liking the Sports Machine page, you can go to Sports Machine NH. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram as of this morning. Yes, Chris, that's right. You told me last night, uh, reminding me again about we don't have an Instagram page. Guess what I did this morning? I'm as a true professional. I woke up with the dedication, the work ethic. I went and created an Instagram account, baby. What's up? Now, we have no picture there yet. I need to put the picture up, but I could only get so far. I was in working you know, hot and heavy with the development of the top 10 fans of the list for this week. But yes, if you could share us across social media, I guarantee there's people out there that want to be talking sports with a New Hampshire-focused sports talk show. Let's jump into the NFL action from last night. I will tell everybody, before the game kicked off, New Orleans visiting the Rams. I left yesterday's show saying, hey, I like New Orleans to win outright. Wrong, go. Wrong. I'm not going to bet a thousand. I'm not going to bet a, you know, a million, whatever the right <laughs> number is, percentage-wise. I'm probably going to be a 50-50 player. 50% wins, 50% losses. When I give you guarantees, I'm probably going to be 50-50. <laughs> when I give you just general predictions, about the same. Yesterday, I left the show saying New Orleans. So what happened? Half hour before the game, I'm driving over the Massachusetts border to um, redeem 250 in free bets that I had because I was in Boston at the Garden last week and made a $10 play on one of them. And if you made a $10 play, you get 250 in free, free plays. Well, you got to be in Massachusetts to make those free plays. So last night I drove a half hour from my home over the border. I make the plays. 150 Gonzo on New Orleans. Sorry. The other 100 put on Memphis. We talked about John Morant and what he did in this first game back the other day. Well, last night, he leads his team to a victory. Long end, long uh, story short, there's 80-some-odd bucks in the account. I'm putting it all together into a parlay for the top 10 fans of the show for this upcoming week. So you will have something to be rooting for this weekend if your name is called in the latter part of this hour as being a member of the top 10 fans list. You are listening to WKXL. We're going to dive into the weekend football next. It's nhtalkradio.com, or if you're listening on the radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. Stay tuned. Tomorrow, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Cincinnati's minus three. Now, I'm going to tell everybody. The mush, my ability to curse. I talked about the curse of Tom Brady over the last couple of days. My ability on the betting side of things to curse teams, individuals, just literally off the charts. Trust me. Trust me. You know somebody who, who thinks they're the mush? They cannot hold a candle to my ability. This is proven 40-some-odd years of experience gambling. Nobody can mush a team like I did. Beginning of the year, I like Cincinnati to win it all. Highly touting them. 
Joe Burrow, hurt. As soon as I started talking more trash about Joe Burrow goes down. Then, three weeks ago, San Francisco against Jacksonville. I'm laying it in. I like Jacksonville to come out of the AFC. They lose three games in a row. Me and uh, the Bets sometimes don't mix so well, but every now and then I'll have a good, accurate prediction. I have a prediction right now for everybody that I'm going to put out there. I predict that there is a caller on the line and that it is our number one fan of the show from last week, Chris. Am I correct with that prediction? You are, Slim. You are. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm fired up. I love Fridays. I do have a decaf coffee in front of me. One decaf coffee gets me wired. I don't know why it does, but it does. I'm fully caffeinated this morning, but uh, yeah, looking forward to the top 10 list later today and just uh, happy to support that next charity that they they choose. But uh, I'm, a, I'm a lifelong 49ers fan, so give a, a second to talk about that game Christmas night. I love to. Let's see if you can share some inside knowledge. How often do you watch the 49ers? Like, you, you watching them religiously every week or what? As, as much as I can, as much as I can. But since 95, uh, that's the last Super Bowl we won. And I've, uh, I've, I've waited for this moment where I think <laughs> we finally have the team. But uh, <laughs> last few years, it's been um, a struggle. And I think what happens is we get to this point every year where I think they have it. And there's always one game at the end of the season where they have to win, and they always lose it. And then they go into the playoffs looking talented, but they don't have that mental edge to them, and they lose it. But this is the weekend, Slim, where if they beat the Ravens, I'm confident, confident that they'll do it. If they don't, my confidence isn't there, Slim. Okay. So it's a big game, big game Monday night. Are you fearful at all about predicting a 49ers win? As I mentioned earlier, the jinx factor in my own life is, is real. Are you worried about coming out with a prediction that your speaking the prediction could have a negative impact on the team? I'm going to go and say they're going to win it. But I will <laughs> definitely call in and, and recant that if I need to, but... If they do not win, my prediction for the Super Bowl is not quite as confident. But I'll be very confident, as long as Brock Purdy doesn't tear up his elbow in the NFC Championship game, that we're going to take the whole thing if they win Monday night. If that doesn't happen, Slim, my confidence it just isn't there. That mental edge just isn't there. It's a team they know they have to win this game. They have to win it. And... Uh, so why are, you, why are you so big as a 49ers fan? You said you've been following since 95, I think you said. Why are you such a fan? Back in the day, I grew up in upstate New York. My brother was a New York Giants fan. That was the annoying little brother. Rooting for the team that always beat them. Right, so they played all the, the time. Yeah, they matched up they, in the playoffs a bunch of years back then, right? They, they did, they did. So I, uh, I was the annoying little brother with uh, Montana and Rice. Stuck with him ever since. And uh, for a while there, we were winning bowls left and right. And it's been 28 years. The last Super Bowl. So we're, we're not drought, but this is the year as long as they win Monday night. San Fran's um, hungry. San Fran's hungry, especially with what happened last year, because I thought San Fran was going to the, to the Super Bowl last year. And then they come out against Philly, and like you said, just, whoa, what happened? Boom, boom, boom. And it's just a horror fest of a game after that. Who was it? What, Josh Johnson? Is that the backup quarterback that came in and was just terrific? And he, then he got a concussion during the championship game, too, right? The NFC game. I could do better than Josh Johnson in that game. I could take a snap from a shotgun and not fumble it before halftime. 
Right, and I'm but, not going to challenge you saying that either like you did to me about my ability to guard Caitlin, Caitlin Clark. <laughs> so I do agree. You could have done whatever Josh Johnson did. He just fumbled the snap. It was absolutely horrible. At least if you were in the game, Chris, you would have said, hey, uh, guys, I'm just going to go line, out, line up uh, outside here as a wide receiver. Get the ball to McCaffrey. <laughs> exactly. My other prediction for this Monday night plan is whoever wins that game, the quarterback's the MVP. Um, 100%. If, if Lamar wins yeah. it, he has to be the MVP. There's no question about that. I don't know about Purdy, but if Lamar wins Sunday night, yeah, I mean Monday night, you're absolutely right. He's the MVP. I, I think Purdy, too. And the reason is, like, everyone says he's not as talented as I agree. I think you put Mahomes on San Fran, Lamar on San Fran, that they'll be spectacular. The problem is you can't. That's because of their contracts, right? So if you look at Purdy's output, what well, he's getting paid, which is less than a million dollars, it's the most valuable contract in the league. Have you heard that somewhere else on social media or something? Are you coming up with that on your own? I'm coming up with that. This is in- Next Generation Sports Radio. I'm <laughs> genius. This is the type of caller and listener we have here on the show, Chris. You know something? You've just flipped my mind. You are absolutely right. At his p- p- salary percentage against the cap and all this stuff, the value that he provides for his salary absolutely would clarify, classify him as, as the most valuable player in the league. Wow, that is really something. You need to get that. You need to pump that into the, uh, the universe because that's the way that he'll get people to vote for him instead of splitting the San Fran vote between him and McCaffrey. So Dak Prescott, my man who I got three hundo on to win the MVP, can slide in in the middle. <laughs> yeah, No, it's, it's like you, you, you can't get those guys on San Fran with their contract. But the next two years, San Fran can carry this roster, be the Brock Purdy. And after that, when Brock gets paid, we'll see how truly valuable he is compared to everyone else. But at least right now, this point in time, most valuable contract out there. But if Lamar wins Monday night, if Lamar has he lost Andrews, he, like Odell Beckham's just a battle of himself. Doesn't have much, he lost two running backs this year already. If he wins that game, despite how much he's getting paid. He's the most valuable player. I've so. watched him week to week, and it's just so hard to tackle him. It's so infuriating if you bet against Lamar Jackson because every play it's like, oh, they got him. No, they don't. And like you said, everybody's going to be watching. Everyone's watching this game. It's his time. If if Baltimore beats San Fran Monday night, Chris, it's because Lamar Jackson did some ridiculous things. Like if he doesn't play well, there's no way that team's going to win. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I respect Mario Jackson a ton. Like, he's the one player that, if you take him off that team, like, they're just total doo-doo, you know what I mean? But uh, that, it'll be an amazing game. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to have some uh, eggnog, some beers, celebrate <laughs> Christmas and evening, watch that game, and hopefully that's the last present I get that comes out to be uh, a nice present versus cold, so uh, looking forward to it. Go get him. Thanks for calling today, Chris. I appreciate that very much. You can stay tuned if you want for the updated top 10 list, which will be revealed later in the show. Chris could potentially be the number one. Again, I'm not against putting a repeat winner out there. He's making a tremendous impact and his offer to donate $100 to charity was completely out of left field last week, totally unexpected, and I like to reward that type of behavior. The people that are listening to the show right now, I'm telling you, to be in the top 10 is a legit thing that you can take pride in and you can get rewards from. Like, hey, have you ever wanted to be the host 
of a sports talk radio show. Well, there's going to be some days where I might not be able to make it in the office. We're going to need somebody to fill into the seat. Well, who am I most likely to, uh, to suggest might be able to replace me? Who could step into these huge shoes? Somebody who's proven themselves as a caller. Somebody who would be excited for a chance to host the show. Maybe somebody comes in and, and does an episode with me one day, sits across the desk from me, wearing a headset, feeling the number two chair, and we build up a rapport. Well, maybe the sports machine with Slim turns into the sports machine with Slim and you. <laughs> There's a lot of opportunity. This thing's just getting started, people. This sports talk radio show out of New Hampshire, this little radio station that a lot of people in the area don't know anything about, this little, littler show that nobody knew nothing about four weeks ago because it wasn't even a show. Now it's taken over the airwaves and the good vibes are coming. So I'm going to keep my predictions at a minimum, but I would say my suspicion is that One of these big parlays I put in for our top 10 is going to hit. So anybody that's in today's top 10, if you got a pick for this weekend that you really like, I want to make sure you get that to me. Message me. Sports Machine NH on the socials. we got a couple callers that are going to be lining up to uh, get in to talk some more football. We'll be right back on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester nhtalkradio.com Let's get it. The Sports Machine with Slim Friday edition. I'm going to be talking NFL. I just looked through my notebook though. The Detroit Pistons in the NBA have lost 25 games in a row. Their record is 2-26. They started the season 2-1. <laughs> Monty Williams, who was formerly the coach of the Phoenix Suns, went to Detroit. And they started now 2-26. They've lost 25 games in a row. Their best player, probably, former number one draft pick, Cade Cunningham. I saw a quote from him this morning that I had to read. We're not 2-26 bad. No way we're that bad. Dude, yes, you are. That's why you're 2-26. and 26. This is the problem with the athletes in the NBA. They don't deal with reality because they're, they're growing up with everybody telling them how awesome they are and like they can never make a mistake. Dude, you are 2-26. Tw- two you are that bad. You need to face that or you're never going to get better. So if you won't face it yourself... The sports machine with Slim will face it for you. You are 2-26 for a reason. Why? Because your effort stinks and your ability is not being maximized. If I was the coach of your team, it would be being maximized. Trust that. Trust that. Basketball coaching, I'm better at that than I am sports talk radio. That's a bold statement because I'm pretty good at this. You know how I know that? Because people want to get involved with this show, The Sports Machine with Slim. I have incredible listeners. I have incredible callers. One of them is on the air right now. For instance, go ahead. Who are we dealing with, caller? Hey, Slim. This is the Pistol uh, calling uh, to talk some football this Sunday. 
I uh, really, really like the uh, Sunday game Miami Cowboys. Wanted to get your take on on that game, but uh, I keep I wake up every day and I think a different team's going to win that game. <laughs> Cowboys are terrible away from home. Dolphins it look like they can run the ball. Cowboys are not have not shown they're good against the run, but the Cowboys just show up sometimes and kill teams. So what's what's your take, Cowboys Dolphins? My take is that as I said, Sunday uh, Monday night, Christmas night, everybody's going to be watching Baltimore and San Francisco, but. Sunday afternoon, everyone's going to be watching this game, Pistol. The other two games that are playing at the same time, Jacksonville at Tampa Bay. Who the heck knows what's happening there? And Arizona at the Bears. I tend to lean Bears there. But those two games are up against Dallas at Miami. Everyone across the nation, their TVs are going to be on, national TV game, Dallas at Miami. Here's here's my summation. Dallas Cowboys are better than Miami, and they'll win the game. Wow. It, what about coaching, though? Don't you think Miami's got the coaching advantage? I screamed for mon- on Monday for a good 30 minutes at Mike McCarthy because he didn't call the timeout when that Stephon Diggs non-catch for a first down was so obvious, and Mike McCarthy gets paid all this money and isn't smart enough to call the timeout. You don't have to throw the challenge flag, dude. Just call a time out so you can review the play for a minute and see, oh, the ball literally bounced off the ground like a basketball dribble would. It was so easy to see. That was not a catch. It, it, it just blows my mind. Sorry, Pistol, that I get sidetracked. Yes, the, the coaching advantage goes to Miami, but I don't think Miami is ready for what the Dallas defense is going to bring. I just think those guys are too, too aggressive for them. Yeah, I mean, da- Dallas has games where they look like the best team in the NFL, then the next week they come along and, and they're getting crushed by somebody. You know, Rams killed them. I I think the Cowboys are really hard to gauge what you're going to get week to week, and except when they play at home, they look great. Miami, I think this is a game where they could show they belong in the top, the top NFL teams, right? If they come out and smash the Cowboys or beat the Cowboys handily, then I think we got, I, I think that Miami's like, got a chance to go to the conference final. You're one of the first people saying it. Nobody's talking about Miami to go to the the, the big game this year. I mean, Buffalo is now under the radar. People are talking about them, though. Like, oh, they got a shot. Baltimore is getting all the press. But the AFC is wide open. Like you said, if Miami can win this game against one of the best teams in the NFL at home, look at their record. Like, Miami's going to be hosting at least two home games. So why can't they make it all the way? And I think the big question is, is like, can they get that defense solid enough to stop an offense like the Chiefs, which isn't really all that dangerous right now, right? If like the receivers the catch the ball, if the receivers catch the ball, Kansas City's offense is, is dangerous. It's not; they're not currently catching the ball, so they're not dangerous. But that could be a switch that's flipped immediately if the receivers catch the ball. Look out for Kansas City. Yeah. How about Pat Broncos? Sunday night. I know nobody else cares except us New Englanders, but I got I just feel like the Pats, if this is Belichick's last run in the last three games, I just get a feeling like the guys are going to play hard. They're going to 
they're going to be in every game in these final three games. So there's no capitulation from the Patriots whatsoever in these last three weeks. They know Belichick's future is very much up in the air, and he just seems like a an old-fashioned, like, you know, drive harder, play harder. And, and I think that messaging maybe gets a little bit old when your team's record is 3-11. and 11. You feel these guys are going to want to continue to, like, just run into a wall or run into a wall filled with your lungs with this this light air that almost makes you lightheaded when you step out on the field. You think they're going to be able to bring the intensity Sunday uh, Sunday night? I don't. I, I mean, the Bron- the Broncos, I, I feel like Patriots always have a tough team playing in Denver. I play, have a tough time playing in Denver. Denver's got a lot more to play for, right? Like, they're playing for a playoff spot. So, that, you know, that's good for them. Pats, I, I, the only thing I see that they have to play for is, like, their future, right? Like, they can... And, you know, they may want to lose so that they have a better future, better pick. Right? I want them to but, lose. I want them to lose every single game. And I, this this weekend, you're absolutely right. Denver's been playing better. They have a chance to make the playoffs. So in that locker room, you're feeling kind of good. The Patriots, we got a win two weeks ago. They just played Kansas City, got curb stomped at home. They were down by 17 in the fourth quarter. I don't see what makes you want to get on a plane, go into Denver, where when you step off the, the, the plane steps – you immediately go, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm having a tough time breathing. A pistol, I mean, some insider information. You lived in Colorado, didn't you? Isn't the air out there totally different? Oh, yeah, it's a big difference. When you go out there from the East Coast, I remember having to pick up YMCA basketball game there. It was I couldn't even breathe. I ended up spitting up blood playing basketball because it was so hard to breathe. The first time? So, like you were, you're talking back when you were in your 20s. You were in like real oh, good yeah. shape. You spit up blood the first yeah, time yeah, you I played? Was, I, was, I was just running up, you know, hustling up and down the court. Eventually got to the point where I like couldn't breathe. Went over to the water fountain to get a drink of water, and I ended up spitting up blood. Yeah, we should play this this uh, segment right here for the Patriots players on the flight out there, so they can really be looking forward to playing hard and getting into to winning their fourth game of the season. They should be all jacked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the only thing is, is like, does Belichick have something up his sleeve for Russell Wilson? Oh, you know, Russell Wilson. He's like, you know, one of those guys. I feel like he's all. He, you know, he always tends to fail now instead of succeed, and so you just feel like he's going to throw the ball to pass at least once. Belichick's playing uh, chess while we're all playing checkers. Here's what's going to happen. This line (laughs) yesterday was six and a half. Today, it's seven. The reason why is Denver every single week goes into the game game planning because they have a good coach in Peyton to keep the game close, win at the end. Ball control, don't turn the ball over, don't put your, your defense out on the field more than it needs to be because that's a defense that got exposed for 70 points against Miami, okay? This week, Denver is playing an absolutely inept team, a Patriots team that wants to quit. I'm saying it today. This is the capitulation game. We'll be back on the air live on Tuesday morning. we got a Christmas Day special that's airing on Monday, which, Pistol, you will be on from 10 to 11. Thank you for that. But we'll be talking Tuesday about how the Patriots got smoked by Denver. Yeah, that's going to be a painful thing to watch. I've seen too much of that this season already. The other thing I want to let you know is uh, I like the Rams a lot. I think they look good. I think they are a dangerous first-round matchup for anybody. That coach has them playing well. The offense kind of is clicking. Stafford looks really good. Their new running back looks awesome. That team is a team I don't think anyone wants to match up. And can't, can't you see them going into Dallas and winning? I, I can because Mike McCarthy isn't smart enough to challenge a play that's pretty obvious 
and it, it causes an entire momentum swing in the game. Yeah, Mike McCarthy, I mean, he's not a winner. He's been proven to, to be a guy who can't get the job done. Sean McVay, guess what? I mean, he's got the job done. He took Dude, look, how, look how quickly that team has turned around. They have, like, big time. It, it, in, like, two years. They, they were in the Super Bowl two years ago. They have one down year, and now they're coming back. I mean, next year, that team could be legit. They got an offensive so. line. They, they've got this receiver, Nakua, who I think should be the, the offensive player of the year for, for rookies. If he comes out, if he plays like that for the last two weeks of the year and C.J. Stroud doesn't play, that would be like four or five games C.J. Stroud didn't play. I know he's a QB pistol, but you know we're fading out here and going to a break. Thanks for the call, pistol. We'll have you back sometime next week, probably on Tuesday, to talk about how the Patriots got smoked by Denver and I can brag about how I predicted it on the show, <laughs> this show right here. The Sports Machine with Slim. We're going to commercial. You are probably listening on 103.9 FM in Concord or 101.9 FM in Manchester. Maybe it's 1450 AM radio or it's radio.com. I'm asking you to stay tuned. We're coming right back to present the updated top 10 fans of the show. Such a big weekend in the sports world. Big weekend in the holiday world. Christmas, my favorite day, favorite day of the year. Always has been. Do my best to try to make the best day of the year for my kids, too, making memories. The Celtics have a big weekend playing the Los Angeles. The Clippers first tomorrow. I think the Clippers had won like nine in a row or something like that. Let's see how they do when they run into this absolute beast of a team, the Boston Celtics. We're so, so deep. And then the Lakers, we play... On Christmas Day, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, everybody, the Lakers have lost four straight. Since they're, they're in the number 10 spot, seed-wise, out in the uh, the West. Imagine if the Lakers win that in-season tournament and then don't make the regular playoffs. <laughs> like, that'll be the talk of the NBA later on, definitely. The talk of the baseball world, this Yamamoto guy. I don't, I don't know much about him, honestly, but he signs with the Dodgers, too. I'm going to make a prediction. The Los Angeles Dodgers franchise is going to go bankrupt sometime in the next 10 to 20 years. People will look back in the future 15 years from now and see all the money that they spent into a game that just is not growing. The fans are not excited by baseball. It's kind of boring. Let's be honest. I know there's people out there to try to tell us that baseball is not boring. Um, Okay. You can say that all you want. It's kind of boring. The game's speeding up with the pitch clock has been a huge improvement, but... To hand out $700 million contracts to guys, $350 million. Sure, here you go. The Dodgers have spent over a billion dollars. You can't do that. Even if they win every year, it's going to be a horrible thing for baseball. Like You're not going to want to watch baseball games going in when your team blows and it's like the Dodgers are just going to win anyway. I hope they lose. I'm rooting against them. You know who I hope wins? The top 10 fans of the sports machine with Slim. And we're going to make all of you winners right now, just so you know, as I said the other day. Each member of the top ten fans of the show for this week gets a copy of the book that I have uncovered from the internet. The crypto book that you need to read. You've heard the commercial on the airwaves here. You will now be the proud owner of a hardcover copy 
of the crypto book that you need to read, courtesy of the Sports Machine with Slim. If you want to learn about cryptocurrency, this book is a way to do it in a two-hour read, and all of a sudden, you'll be smarter than anybody else that you talk to about crypto. It's amazing how much info is in this book. So I know you want a copy of that. I know you want to be involved with the parlay that we're going to be putting in for the top 10 winners. Top 10 fans of the show, you're all winners. Let's go down the list. Number 10, a new addition to the list. Lance, a friend of mine, did a lot of work with me on podcasting in the past. I let him know I'm doing a live radio show. I just listened. So good, brother. He's paying attention. He's telling me to throw shout outs to the people that are listening on the radio out there in their cars. You've never heard the show before. I'm going to ask you, please plug the station into your favorites. Just hold that button down and say, all right, that's going to be my number one spot or number four, whatever. Just know you can go there. 10 to 11, and then the show's actually replayed later in the day from 6 to 7. It's awesome. Sports Machine was slim. We do not disappoint. Every day, we bring the energy. Lance is a number 10 fan of the show. Number 9, I'm going to throw the pistol. The pistol in there. Pew, pew, pew. The pistol. Who just called the show? I give credit. You pick up that phone and dial the line. I get you on the airwaves, you bring it, you get rewarded. The Pistol is the number nine fan. Number eight, the spot goes to Jill. Last week, I think you were down number four, Jill. You did a lot to get the show moving in its early days. Not so much recently. That's okay. You still get to rest on your accomplishments from the past, and you did loop in the number one fan of the show for this week and, well, this past week and maybe this upcoming week, too. Chris, so I still owe you, Jill, but if you don't do anything this week, you're going to be out next week. (laughs) Number seven, fan of the show, Rob. I saw Rob last night. He's listening. He's a fan. He's talking to other people, telling them to try and listen. It's something good. He's giving me ideas. You get rewarded. Rob, you get a copy of the crypto book that you need to read. That will be hand-delivered to you at some point in the not-too-distant future. Number six, people haven't heard from this individual yet, a... Mike B. from the city, who later on today will be my guest on a special edition of a new show that we have here on WKXL called the WKXL Spotlight. This show we created just within the last week or two, and the Spotlight is a show where I'm profiling New Hampshire-focused businesses, organizations, individuals who are doing good work in the community and good work as a business. And I want to give those businesses, individuals, charitable organizations, individual people, I want to give them a chance to you know, spread the word about what they're doing. And I think being able to use radio to do that is a cool forum. People like to come in, talk in front of the microphone, put the headset on, or they can do it over the phone. But Mike B. did a great job on the Spotlight episode that's going to be coming out later today, 5 o'clock, 5 to 6, I believe. That's going to be on the WKXL airwaves today for the first time. Number five spot in the top ten fans of the sports machine with Slim. A new addition, completely out of left field. In fact, made his first contribution to the show last night. Jason. Jason I. Great work. He became a fan of the show on Facebook. Went to Sports Machine NH. Boom. There it goes. Like I'm a fan of the show. Bam. Gave me some good Feedback last night. Gave me some good energy. You get rewarded. You get a copy of the book. 
You're in on the parlay. If you got a team you like, any of these people, you got a team you like for this weekend, send it in. Put it on Facebook. I'll get them combined. I'll make a ticket. I'll let you know who we're rooting for. The number four spot goes to a caller who called in the other day with a take on the Celtics. A little bit of an angry take. I think he can get more angry. His name is Jimmy in New Hampshire on that day. I'm calling him Jimmy Rants. I want this guy to come on once a week, talk with me about Joe Mazzulla and how the Boston Celtics are being coached or not being coached. And they're just giving the ball to Jason Tatum to shoot step back threes to win or try to win games when we had a 17-point lead and blew it. It doesn't take any coaching to say, hey, give the ball to Jason. He's 2 for 10 from outside of the paint tonight, but we're just going to live and die with the results of that step back three. Well, guess what? Against Golden State the other night, (laughs) horrible, horrible, Joe Mazzulla. What are you here for? If you're not here to coach better in that situation, then what are you doing? What are you here for? Like, I want to root for you. I can tell you don't like to lose, but that doesn't mean you're a good coach, dude. You need to be able to have X's and O's on one standpoint here, but on the other, you need to be able to stand up, make your voice heard, and let people know who's in charge and make the right decision. And the right decision in that game was not to give the ball to Jason Tatum and let him shoot a step-back three as time expired. Because we went to overtime and got our tail kicked. Well, you know why? Because you made a horrible decision. Give the ball to somebody who's going to go to the rack. If Tatum couldn't do it, couldn't do it, then give it to Drew. Keep Drew with the ball. He's the one who gave it up with 12 seconds left. Horrible decision, Drew. I'm calling you out on it, too. You want to be the leader that we need because the Celtics team needs a leader. We need somebody who's going to take it on their shoulders and go get the job done with the last possession of the game. Tatum ain't been doing it enough. People, let's not kid ourselves. Tatum ain't some guy who wins like Kobe Bryant uh, used to. He, he's not that guy. I'm sure we can find some stats. Oh, end of game, last two minutes, blah, 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 blah. When's the last time he had a game winner to seal the game? Find the tape for me, please. That's my little rant. Jimmy Rants was number four fan. Number three in the top ten list. My brother Dave, a former number one spot holder. Much respect. My brother Dave calls in a couple times a week, gives us... Football breakdowns gives me tips on the show afterwards, so I owe him a huge respect and and favor. So he's going to be in the top 10 for a long time. Going to be tough to push him out of the top 10. But this week, he's number three. You want to get that number one spot back, my brother Dave? You need to do some work. Get in the lab with the pen and the pad. Trying to put this new label off. (laughs) The number two fan of the show for this upcoming week, Chris. He's been dislodged. I'm sorry to say it to you, Chris. It's nothing that you did. It's nothing that you did not do. You called today. You put in a heck of an effort. The offer by you to donate $100 on behalf of yourself and the sports machine to a charity. What charity? At the choosing of the number one fan for this week. Upcoming, who I've already alerted to via text. I've let him know. He will be the number one fan for this week, and he has given me his choice for charity. Thank you, Chris. What a great, great offer that was. You are the number two fan of the sports machine with Slim for this week. The number one. Drumroll, please. McBFQ. McBFQ, this honor goes to you. This is your day in the spotlight, my friend, my cousin, my cousin Bob from Quincy. Mick BFQ, 
Sounds cool. McBFQ used to be a big-time sports radio talk caller and local radio caller into Massachusetts area stations. I think maybe some Portsmouth stations. He's been around for a while. He loves to call. He loves to talk. He loves to listen to the sports machine with Slim. The Dana-Farber Institute of New Hampshire is where he would like that donation to be made. Dana-Farber, NH. I found him online. It's easy to find him, Chris. Thank you for what everybody's doing out there listening to the show. This has been a great week. The Sports Machine with Slim will be back next week on WKXL Radio. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. NHTalkRadio.com is where you go. Have a good weekend. Merry Christmas.